This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. On the show today, I'm going to be speaking with our friends from Edian uh, on their recent 2022 Edian Retail Report. Now, what does it say about Malaysian consumers and the retail scene here as the nation moves towards endemicity? And how does the retail scene here compare to our neighbours in the region as well? Well, Priyanka Gargav is online with me today to give us all the details, plus an outlook on the retail and digital payments industry for the rest of 2022. Uh, Absolutely. So thank you for having me today, Audrey. It's lovely to meet you. Um, My name is Priyanka and I work for Adin um, and uh, I head uh, their commercial team in uh, the region uh, in Southeast Asia. And we're very excited to be talking to you today. So Priyanka, um, just to get started, uh, maybe we can just talk about the general uh, digital and retail trends that businesses are moving towards, um, specifically in Malaysia, you know, follow, following this pandemic. Um, absolutely. Um, following uh, the immense amount of challenges we've seen in the last two years, um, we've seen the industry work uh, back with a lot of resilience and uh, agility in facing the challenges that they uh, they had to. Uh, the amount of uncertainty has given rise to retailers having to innovate at a faster pace than ever before. Uh, what is exciting, though, is to see that specifically in Malaysia, um, they seem to have done a very good job. In fact, what uh, what we saw was that in the report, one out of four businesses uh, mentioned connecting their backend systems uh, during the pandemic. Um, and so they've used this time to innovate in order to grow. And it's incredible because um, a significant majority of businesses across retail, hospitality, as well as FNB, said that they actually saw growth uh, mm. last year. Um, and I think the additional push is coming from the government as well, which seems to be very keen and ambitious about their digital economy, especially with the government's digital economy blueprint. And Following this, we expect this growth and digitization to continue over the next five years or so. Right. Now, um, this report um, that Adyan recently released, um, the it's called the 2022 Retail Report, and it's on the state of retail, including Asia Pacific and Malaysia. Now, before we actually go into uh, more of the key findings, maybe you can tell us a bit about the report itself. You know, why was it done? What it uh, what did it set out to discover? And I also understand that um, Adyan worked with KPMG on this, right? Absolutely. So maybe we take a little bit of a step back. So Mm. Adyan was built as a company. It's a Dutch company built in 2006. Um, And it was uh, created to replace the patchwork of systems that used to be uh, the vogue back then Mm. by some of the biggest companies in the world. And what we tried to do was replace this patchwork of systems with a modern infrastructure for payments And now we also provide other things uh, such as uh, data insights, such as financial products. Some of our largest merchants include uh, perhaps businesses you use on a day-to-day basis, Uh, Facebook, 
uh, is one of them. Spotify is one of them. Um, and so we are continuing to bring this innovation to different parts of the world. Mm. We like to know what businesses are going through and what changes are going on and what's the latest and greatest, which is why we have the retail report, which comes out every year. Now, for the latest um, retail report, we have interviewed 40,000 consumers worldwide, of which 9,000 were from APAC. Mm. Um, and we layer this with additional insights from the 10,000 merchants that we interview as well. And these 10,000 merchants could be across retail, um, predominantly across retail, but they also cover F&B and hospitality. So it gives us a good idea of what's going on and helps us uh, serve the community better. Right. And so tell us more about the key findings um, of this report. I mean, it's really interesting because uh, these last few years, you know, being in the thick of a pandemic has just turned everything topsy-turvy. So please tell me that we're uh, moving towards uh, some sense of normalcy and, you know, things are picking up. Absolutely. Actually, you will be very excited with the um, uh, with the report's findings for Malaysia. Mm. Uh, more than other parts of the world, consumers in Malaysia, a very significant portion, more than 80%, thought that retailers used technology well during the pandemic. Mm. And maybe uh, you can actually see it on your in your day-to-day life. Um, you would go down to a small uh, store and they would accept only maybe cash. And now yeah. you perhaps use your wallets to pay. Exactly. Um, and, you know, these wallets are stored on your phone. It's a completely seamless experience. So we've seen um, this being done by the Malaysian retailers, but we are also seeing that consumers are very happy with this. Uh, another very uh, uh, exciting uh, thing that we saw was that Malaysian consumers want uh, in-person uh, shopping to be exciting. So they want to go to stores and have a wonderful shopping experience, which actually bodes really well for the economy, right? This is a, this is a set of cus- customers who are ready to step out, shop again, go out again. Um, so this is all uh, pointing towards uh, a resilient economy and that the fact that they're going to go out and um, and engage with the retailers. Right. Now, uh, I know that the report also found that Malaysian consumers specifically are some of the most discerning in the world. So tell me more about this, because this is very interesting. This is actually very interesting. Uh, and uh, you're right, Malaysia, uh, actually, um, Malaysian customers have expressed a very specific uh, kind of need uh, to shop in places which allow for fantastic customer experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, it, it's interesting that they want uh, to be in a place which is combining physical and digital, which is uh, providing loyalty. Um, and we've seen stores globally rise to this level. So in Uniqlo, for example, around the world, uh, when you go into the store now, you know, there is a whole generation who doesn't want to even go to the checkout. Yeah. They don't want to talk to anybody. They want to go to a self-checkout co- counter, carry the goods out. So all those frictionless uh, experiences, whether it is self-checkout, whether it is a shopping online completely, all of those are very exciting to Malaysian customers. Uh, we also saw that their expectations are actually quite high. Mm. 
well, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what kind of expectations? So this one is a very specific one. Uh, we heard uh, from uh, customers that a very vast majority, more than 70%, would love to have the ability to shop online and return in store. Mm. However, less than 30% of retailers are currently offering this in Malaysia. So this is a very discerning customer and they want uh, the seamless uh, experience. And it is up to the retailers to actually provide it in order to increase loyalty. So how do the findings uh, for Malaysians specifically compare to the rest of the region? How are we different from our neighbors uh, in Singapore, in Thailand, Indonesia? Um, you know, I will go back to some of the, the, the points I raised earlier. There's, I think, um, there is a degree of optimism in Malaysia. Uh, very big majority of Malaysians agreed that uh, retailers use tech really well during mm -hmm. the pandemic. And that number is higher than the rest of the world. Uh, also, um, Malaysian customers were ahead of the region in saying that they go to stores um, for pleasure and shop online for convenience. Mm. So that distinction is very clear. They want, uh, like I said earlier, to go into stores and the stores should be exciting places to visit. If you've ever been to um, a store which really is, you know, an experience. Uh, so, for example, if you go into Love Bonito stores in Singapore, which are very girly, very pink, um, and they have uh, this uh, experience where you can uh, pick up the clothes, get a queue number as a token, go in. That's the kind of experience that is being demanded by the by the uh, customers in Malaysia. Okay, and so what does this mean for businesses? You know, how can they now use these findings uh, to boost their offerings, um, help with sales conversions, create that experience that Malaysian consumers want? Um, that is such a great question because I think this is all a great message, uh, which. Uh, is going out directly to retailers. Here's what we want. Please give it to us. So the first part is melding uh, or bringing together the physical and the digital worlds and having a single platform so you can deliver customer experiences which are in line with the expectation. So like I was saying earlier, shopping online for convenience and shopping in store for pleasure. Mm. But in order to have that view of the customer, one way is to connect your payment systems across both online and offline. What that does is it helps you recognize the customer. So if today Audrey is uh, ordering, um, you know, a dress uh, in, uh, in, online, uh, she is likely to have a particular kind of uh, shopping that she likes to do. Uh, you know, she shops every month, sometimes in the store next to her office, sometimes uh, online. Then you can customize the experience to Audrey. Also, you can build a loyalty program. And we heard this uh, across uh, the world. Loyalty programs are becoming important, mm. but not your old school loyalty program. So uh, no uh, customer now wants to carry a loyalty card. No yeah. one has time for that, right? And uh, so when I shop, I want to be recognized, but I want to be recognized maybe just by my payment method, maybe just by a loyalty number or my phone number. The, there are many variations of this, and we've seen um, several businesses really adapt this. 
going even beyond retailers so if you go to raffles hotel today whether you're dining at their uh, restaurant you're having a drink at the raffles courtyard you're staying or you're even booking their uh, facilities for your wedding dinner mm. it all sits on a single platform so they can recognize you and they can reward your loyalty and give you that experience which is completely seamless All right. Uh, just hold that thought, uh, Priyanka. We're going to take a quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we talk more about the digital experience and melding um, O2O channels. You know, to keep up with the demands of consumers in the region. All that and more happening on Resource Center. Stay tuned. BFM eighty nine point nine. Bluff free medium. BFM eighty nine point nine. You are listening to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have Priyanka Gargav. She is the head of commercial Southeast Asia and Hong Kong at Adyen. Now, Adyen is a financial technology platform that provides end-to-end payment capabilities, data-driven insights, and financial products in a global solution with the aim of helping businesses achieve their ambitions faster. And with offices around the world, Priyanka here is coming to us from Singapore. Uh, so, with offices around the world uh, adian works with the likes of um, clients like facebook shane uber spotify l'oreal grab and even singapore airlines and priyanka here has been talking to us about uh, adian's recent 2022 retail report on the state of retail uh, in apac and malaysia Now, uh, Priyanka, um, you know, based on your report and some of the insights um, that Adyen has, um, maybe you can talk to us about some of the challenges that retailers are facing um, with their digital transformation journey. Because you know they've had to uh, very quickly pick up and move with the times, especially during the pandemic, right? So maybe you can talk to us about some of the challenges they've been facing in trying to just keep up. Oh, absolutely! It has been a challenging time, um, and um, in um in the wake of the pandemic not all businesses have been impacted in the same way mm. uh, it they have been in, impacted unequally some much more than others uh, especially smaller businesses have been pretty hard hit so in this scenario one of the things that can become a challenge is the cost associated with digitization and some may not have the right amount of capital in order to invest in the infrastructure that's required in order to digitize their business and in this case my advice would be to prioritize where it makes most sense hmm. so we've seen small businesses doing this already you need to have contactless payment methods specific popular payment methods um uh you know in the country you need to adapt those as fast as possible but the only challenge is not usually cost the second uh, and perhaps uh, more uh, difficult to manage is training mm. so not only do you have uh, to make sure that existing employees know how to use these uh, new digital things it could be a new point of sale system for example but you also uh, so and you also need to train service staff at managing this well but also you need to have someone who can make sense of the data so just collecting the data is not enough you need to have someone who can look at this data and say you know Uh, from our previous example how often is audrey shopping where is she shopping how can we actually use this data um 
in order to provide better customer service. Uh, so that uh, kind of know-how and training and uh, uh, resourcing takes time and effort. Um, and third and last, and this one's very specific, um, we saw that Malaysian customers are fairly concerned about data security mm. and uh, keeping their information safe. Now, worldwide, this is something that comes up. We saw it come up very, very strongly in Malaysia. Any retailer uh, choosing to go down the path of digitization must make sure that they are using trustworthy partners, also training their own staff in how to manage this data. Because when you collect data, you become responsible for keeping it safe mm. uh, so that customers um, also can have the faith uh, in sharing it with you. So how do we go about doing that? How do retailers do that? Because, you know, cost is, if you want to just um, get some, uh, an external party to come in, you know, provide you with a digital solution to deal with your data, ensure that that security and that privacy, um, as well as provide adequate training, all of that will come with a price, of course. So, you know, like, <laughs> something's got to give oh absolutely and um i i think i think the the challenge is that uh digitization is cannot be seen as a one-step program mm -hmm. it is a journey um retailers are just recovering from the pandemic um you know there's a lot going on on the side as well uh costs are, are rising every day I think the right attitude is to think of it not as a one-day thing where you're going to put all this money in one time and fix it, but rather as a journey. And we've seen many retailers globally do that, uh, where they don't take a single month or even a single year to do this, but they build it over a period of time. Mm. Um, so the, the right idea is to prioritize uh, what your business needs immediately and then build it over a period of time. However, the end goal should be to reach uh, that state. Um, and, you know, that has to be worked on continuously. Right. And also, you know, coming back to that point you made just before we went to break, talking about that whole digital experience, a combination of, um, you know, shopping at physical stores uh, for pleasure and going online for the convenience. How can retailers now kind of meld um, their online and offline channels, you know, to, to keep up with the demands of consumers. And also, you know, to create that loyalty bit that uh, Malaysian consumers especially are um, express, have expressed the need for. Absolutely. Um, so it's such a great question because there are so many ways to go about it. Uh, but the single most important thing is to, and the first step is to get on a single platform across the in-store experience, the online experience, as well as the app experience. Mm. Um, you know, we saw so many new things um, come up during the pandemic. I mean, people were ordering more food than ever online. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, like many of the uh, experiences of ordering food online is now become so much better. And I'm not only mm. talking about the uh, apps which only deliver food, let's say grab food, but also companies such as McDonald's who've improved their uh, ordering process uh, during the last couple of years and they're doing it market by market. Uh, so I think 
getting onto a single platform online and offline. And by the way, one in four Malaysian retailers actually have already said that they've invested in connecting their payment systems and other backend systems over the last two years. Mm-hmm. So Malaysia is already ahead of the pack. Let me start with that. So if that continues, we will see very good results. And when you connect all your systems, whether it be your um, uh, customer management, it is your supply chain, it is how you're managing uh, your deliveries, all of that coming together is what enables a wonderful digital experience. Right. Now, uh, Priyanka, I'm not going to let you go without uh, fulfilling that promise that we made at the top of the show about talking without talking about the outlook on the retail and digital payments industry for the rest of this year. And maybe, you know, even a glimpse of what it's going to be like in 2023. So talk to us about um, if we're moving towards a completely cashless uh, retail industry or, or what it's going to look like for us in the near future. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, at the moment, uh, based on uh, our 2022 retail report, we are seeing a very optimistic view of the retail future in Malaysia. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the proliferation of digital adoption in Malaysia seems to be at a high. Uh, also, uh, this is in line with the customer sentiment uh, that we are seeing in the market as well. Uh, combined with the government's push, um, we've seen this result in growth across uh, across different um, businesses. So that's not uh, only retail, but also other industries. And we accept uh, we expect the acceleration of the digital transformation um, contributing to an additional more than five percent uh, growth for Malaysia's retail sector over the next maybe five years. Mm, right now, uh, Priyanka. Um, is there uh, a website or a place uh, where listeners tuning in right now can actually go have a look at the um, Adyen 2022 retail report? And just for more information, uh, maybe you can just give us the Adyen website itself. Oh, Adyen.com. Please uh, look for the 2022 Adyen retail report. You can just Google that or you can go to Adyen.com and download the retail report. It is customized by uh, the global report, the regional as well as the country reports. So you can download the Malaysia report, look at all the findings and they will definitely be insightful. Right. And if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the brand new BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with Priyanka Gargav, Head of Commercial Southeast Asia and Hong Kong at Adyen. My name is Audrey Raj and this has been Resource Centre on Enterprise BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.